Yes. Okay, well, I got to... This is what... You know, I, I, I mean, so many times I've written sermons, then I've written another sermon during the day, and then he didn't use either one of them. But <laughs> I did... This, this time, I know that I know that I know what I'm supposed to... I mean, I, always, I try to. And, okay, I'm just going to start out, and, it, and it's about, actually, some of it's with this, that we're doing the Holy Ghost. It, this, this is like three pages of 101 benefits of speaking in tongues. And I mean, I'm not going to read them all, but, you know, it's an entrance into the supernatural. It's a prayer in the, yeah. uh, the prayer of the New Testament. Yeah. It's a direct hotline talking to God. It goes on and on. And if you just even meditate on like, like five a day, you'll, you'll start thinking about all the things, all the benefits. It, it's absolutely, and if, if anybody ever wants you know, we're not going to copy them off and the, because some people take them and they just, they yeah, well, yeah, we'll, we'll copy them off after. I, did, I think we, did we pass, oh, no, you weren't there. We'll pass them out in class. Yeah, yeah we did. Well, no, we, you know what? I think I got another copy at home. Here, you can have it. As long as I got another copy. Oops. <laughs> or somebody does. Okay, now. I know this, and I don't, I don't mean to say anything, but there is a lot of, of uh, stuff against the baptism of the Holy Ghost in this town, and, and it grieves me. I'm going to explain it to you. I'm going to try to explain what's going on there, uh, you know, in a kind way, because... Um, Okay, Lord, well, there's, there's, if that was 101 benefits, and you know, Kenneth Hagin just has 10 of them in here. For one thing, it saved my daughter's life <laughs> in a car accident, and then when she was in Greece of being stuck in a Grecian jail with evil intentions when she was like, like 20, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and you know who knows what would have happened to her, and uh, it, it, it's there's so many things that you can pick up and you can save your child's life. I believe that someone's life was saved right across the way from our house when they hit the telephone pole in the ditch, and they lived right down the road there, and uh, the steering wheel was, st and they were in a teeny tiny pickup. One of those tiny pickups, and the steering wheel was stuck in his lungs, was stuck in here. There was way they were way overloaded. The br they were brothers, and he was dying. And I didn't care. I I had my bathrobe on. I mean, the whole neighborhood was out there standing at a distance. I ran to the car. I was gutsy, man. That was in the eighties. <laughs> And I just start going, I mean, I just start praying in tongues and praying in tongues. And they were from a, a Christian church, you know, from uh, anyway, but <clears throat> that it, it, it is so beneficial. You have no idea. 
Okay. Where do I start, Lord? I, I don't know if I should start with Kenneth Hagin explained. Okay, first of all, put up 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 3 in the King James. I'll start there. Okay. See, people need to know, and, and all of you who are in that class, we started on the word of knowledge, and it was rather, I mean, you've got to, you got to, it's tense. You've got to learn, oh man, that's, that, that was, you know, the rest of it, I know you probably knew some of that, but it was an introduction, a long introduction. But we started on the word of knowledge because you can operate in all of these things too. Okay, so you got it up there. Okay, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, brothers and sisters, I would not have you ignorant. I don't want you to be ignorant about this stuff. And it hasn't passed away. Heaven and earth, God's word, it says... It, it, heaven and earth will pass away, but the word will never pass away. Whatever's in this Bible doesn't pass away. It doesn't. Okay. Go ahead. Um, let's see. One through three. Or I said number. You know that you were Gentiles. You were heathens. Carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. Now, now, just let me say, okay, whether you think, well, that's not me. You see, this was written way back there. And we have idol worship. Sure we do. It can be sports. It can be your own children. It can be your husband or your wife. Or it can be money, your job, your body, all kinds of things. It can be, it, it, idol worship is... Is, is all in that, you know what? There, there's all kinds of junk going on, especially now in, in the United States, and it's right out there. It's witchcraft. There's so much witchcraft. And I want to show you has something to do here. Okay, so, wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. So there's a Holy Ghost, and he is, and you know there is, but he is very prominent in doing things today. See, people need to know about the spirituals. It's a spiritual, they put gifts there because it truly can be a gift to you. In a word of knowledge, my other, my daughter, <laughs> It, she called me up and she said, Mother, something is wrong with Patty. That's John's mother who was just up here. And, and something's wrong, something's wrong. And then we knew she had gone with Earl Roberts University on a trip with, with a lot of students. And, but then all the students left and she stayed there and toured Europe. <laughs> she, she was in Greece and she had a, rented a moped and knowing her, yeah, she would, she would forget the keys <laughs> and, and there. <laughs> but somebody stole it. And so then in the middle of the night, she was in a hostel, and, uh, and uh, 
in the middle of the night, the police came and said, 3 a.m. in the morning, and they said, you're under arrest because you did, st you yourself took it and sold it for money. See, they do that to Americans all the time. And they hate Americans. They did at that time. This is way back. We're talking way back, 80s, 80s. Yeah, early 80s. And, um, and she didn't know what to do because, I mean, throwing a young girl like that <laughs> in, the, in, the, um, in, the, in a jail, though, <laughs> you know, they deny them the food and water. Somebody has to bring it. They, um, they would probably rape her, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I'm sure that would have been a good intention. Okay, so lo and behold, we were praying, and we didn't know. We didn't know nothing. And we were praying in tongues because we don't know. We didn't know what else to pray. We knew not how to pray so we could pray in tongues. See, you get a prayer language when you get that. And that people have that mixed up with other things. Okay, but so, so what happened, here comes, heard all this ruckus. There was other people staying there from the United States. And here happened to be a lawyer and his family staying right across. And they heard all this ruckus, and he got her out of it. <laughs> and he was a strong man and knew what to say, and he got her out of it. Okay, well, so you can't deny. Okay, but I say, see, met, many people never even heard of the spiritual gifts, even in other churches. And others think they passed away, or they are witchcrafts. Okay, so the, the Corinthians previously worshipped idols, and at first, when the, the, spirit, the spirit moved, you know, and they became Christians, the Corinthians. There's a lot of controversy in here, in that Corinthian. And if you really study it thoroughly, and people think they look at it once and think, well, look at here, it says that about women, and all that. He is being, Paul was being sarcastic. He was literally being sarcastic to him and saying, you stooge heads. <laughs> I mean, he didn't say it that way, but that's what he meant. He went, what's the, what's the matter with you? And even like that one thing about the headdress and that about the women, and it says, but we have no such customs in our churches. Nobody reads that at the end. He explained all that. And he says, we have no such customs about women. <laughs> and they missed that. That other one in Timothy that's your husband. And believe me, I don't, I, yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, but if, I mean, if he wants to ask me, fine, you know. But you don't go, you ought to do this and you ought to do that. And see, that's what that means. They misinterpreted from the Greek. It says you are to hold no man. And then what's this preacher said? You, well, women are supposed to be humble to all men. Oh, yeah, the one that wants to rape you? Come <laughs> on. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. And see, that word is, it's in the Greek, it says husband. Yeah. Amen. All I know is that, you know, Amen. so don't, you don't do that. Okay, so, so the Corinthians, all right, so, um, okay, these idol worships, what happened was people would start to speak in tongues in their church and then because they had been in so much idol worship that the demon spirits that were making them do stuff, yeah. 
would come and they would yield to it because they weren't old enough Christians. In all seriousness. And when the Spirit of God manifested, they would yield to that evil spirit and say, and all of a sudden, though, they would say Jesus was accursed. They couldn't even say it. They couldn't say it. But see, okay. So I'm going to read something to you in here that Kenneth Hagin, and this was a Bible college course. Okay, page 83. All right. I might... Um, Let me see something. <laughs> okay, so, okay. So, okay. So, um, I was thinking where to start. I don't want to read too much to you and keep you all. Okay, Paul said to the church at Corinth, you know that you were Gentiles, the one I just read. Okay, so these, okay, I, re, I said all that. Now, okay. Paul said, when the Holy Spirit is in manifestation, in speaking in tongues, he will make Jesus Lord. If an utterance or a vocal gift or something or an, an interpretation is tongues, it's a manifestation, and it will be clear by what is said, by what is said in English when it's interpreted, that it is Jesus is the Lord. If the other gifts, they will uplift the lordship of Jesus, not the lordship of some man. This will not attract attention to some person or to some woman or man, but rather to Christ. This is what these gifts do. You can be sure if someone is operating in what appears to be one of the vocal gifts and calls Jesus accursed against him in any way, he's not speaking by the Holy Spirit. He's speaking from his flesh and, and demonic spirits. So, okay. So Paul was saying if someone is speaking by the right spirit, that's, he will exalt the name of Jesus. Okay, he, he ran into an incident. All right. Once in a meeting while I was praying for folks, this is Kenneth Hagin, for healing, I sensed that someone in the prayer line had a wrong spirit. He was very keen. I knew within my own spirit who this person was before she ever stood in front of me to be prayed for. When she stepped up in front of me for prayer, I asked her, are you a Christian? She replied that she belonged to a particular church. I said, well, you can belong to any church and still not be a Christian. You have to be born again. Oh, I am saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, she said. Do you want to hear me speak in tongues? Then she started saying something that sounded like tongues. I said, sister, say this prayer after me from your heart. I prayed a prayer to God the Father, and she repeated the words after me. Then I said, now I want you, will you acknowledge the Lord Jesus Christ as your son? And I acknowledge that he has come in the flesh. Or I mean, acknowledge not her son, but, but the son of God. But when I said that, she said, Jesus Christ is not your son, God the Father, and he has not come in the flesh. It was immediately apparent there wasn't the right spirit speaking. And see, it says in Peter, test the spirits. And that's how you test them. Is that in Peter? Yeah, it's in Peter. It says in 1 Peter or something like that, 
test the spirits. If you think somebody is off, ask them to say that. Okay, these tongues she was rattling off, some kind of gibberish, weren't given by the Spirit of God. I tried two or three times to get her to repeat that prayer after me, and finally she said, something on the inside of me won't let me say what you said. I know it, Kenneth Hagin said. Do you want to be free from it? I sure do, she answered. See, he gave her a chance. I cast that spirit out of her in the name of Jesus. Then I had her prayer, the sinner's prayer. She got born again. She was then filled with the Holy Ghost and went home speaking in tongues. This woman was saying, I am saved, I am born again, I am filled with the Holy Ghost. But she wasn't at all at the beginning. People can make a lot of statements, but that doesn't necessarily make them true. When the Spirit of God is in manifestation, he will make Jesus Lord. The wrong spirit won't acknowledge that Jesus is Lord and will not say that Jesus is Lord. Can't even, they can't even say it. Okay, so, uh, well, I guess that was it. Page, oh, page 43. There was another one here. Um, have tongues been done away with? Okay, in the church world today, and I'm going to read this because I just want you to know I'm reading it and not saying what I'm saying. In the church world today, many people say tongues have been done away with because the Bible says tongues shall cease. Okay, would you meanwhile start putting up 1 Corinthians 13, 8 through 12, King James. The Bible does not, the Bible does say that one day tongues will cease, but that is not referring to the present church age. However, to try to prove that tongues have already ceased, these folks usually refer to 1 Corinthians 13, 8 through 12. Okay, no, you know what? Okay, well, no, let's do this. Charity in this, in this, uh, in the Greek means love. Charity to us means getting money. <laughs> yeah, getting free money. Okay. Charity never fails, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether they be tongues, they shall cease. Whether they be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Okay. For we know, oh yeah, go on. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, we all spoke like a baby, right? Like a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, when I grew up in Christianity, when I grew up, <laughs> right, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly. But then we will see face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. You know, King James can be really, what does that mean? Okay, well, here. These folks used verse 10, keep, okay, when, when, when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. They try to prove that tongues have ceased because they say the Bible is that which is perfect, which has already come. They say that since we have the Bible in its complete form now, we no longer need that which is in part, 
which includes the supernatural gifts. Of course, the Bible is perfect, but our understanding of the Bible certainly is not perfect. Therefore, until that which is perfect has come, we still see through a glass darkly. And that's why when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, I'll tell you this, you start understanding this. You start getting revelation knowledge. Makes all the day, even Kenneth Hagin. He was Baptist for long, for several years. He got filled with the Holy Ghost. He went, what have I been, what? He said, I had all of it, overnight he understood the Bible. Okay, hence that which, in, which is in part has not ceased. That was, it, he said, okay, verse eight, put it back up there. He said, charity or love never fails. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether they be knowledge, it shall vanish away. These folks who say tongues have ceased don't say anything about knowledge having vanished. But if they're going to quote that verse, they need to quote the whole verse because it also says whether they be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall cease. <laughs> and, uh, you know, whether, what was it all? Yeah, okay. And it, all, all of it, well, okay. Verse 10, go ahead and put that up there. Read it again. But when that which is perfect is come, that which is in part shall be done away. Leave it up there. That, okay, that's when prophecies, tongues, and knowledge shall all vanish away at once and cease to exist. However, I said that is not in the church age. It is quite evidence that we see through a glass darkly. It is also obvious that that which is perfect has not yet come. Hence, prophecies, tongues, and knowledge have not passed away and ceased to exist. Knowledge has not vanished away. Prophecies have not failed or ceased to exist. And therefore, tongues has not ceased. However, one of these days, tongues will cease. In heaven, there will be no necessity for tongues because that which is perfect will have come. First Corinthians, I'm going to read the first Corinthians 14, 2. Put that one. For he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto people or men, but unto God. For no man understands him. Howbeit in the spirit, when he speaks to God like that, he speaks mysteries. But you see, when you begin, and I can, from being at this 43 years, you start to read the Bible, you start to understand stuff because of that. It starts, you go, oh, oh. <laughs> now, there was a Moffat's, Moffat's translation. There's not any possibility you could get Moffat's translation. No, I mean, they use it a lot in Bible college. I don't know for sure if they use it at Marietta. They did. Oh, yeah, you were there. <laughs> okay, it says, now listen, this is Moffat's translation of 1 Corinthians 14.2. For he who speaks in a tongue addresses God, not man. I like that. 
For no one understands him. He is talking about divine secrets in the spirit. Divine secrets, they're secrets, but they won't be secrets to people who are born again spirit-filled. When we get to heaven, there won't be any more mysteries or secrets. So it won't be necessary to speak with tongues. And as long as we are this side of heaven, however, tongues will cease. But see, we won't, well, we won't need that much knowledge. We won't need, <laughs> they have to, okay, does that help anybody, I hope? Okay, okay, go to 2 Peter 3, 15 and 16, out of the Amplified. No, no, that's okay. I, I'm, I, I want to just keep it this way. That's, you've said it before. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. Second Peter 3. Mm-hmm. I've got the wrong verse, though. Second Peter. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, consider that the long-suffering, this is in the Amplified, consider that the long-suffering of our Lord, his slowness, in other words, his mercy, in avenging wrongs and judging the world. You know why? Because he's the God of a million chances. He really is. He, over and over, he'll send people into your life. Some people never get it. Yep. And, it and it's, hard. yeah. You know what? I, I can remember, and he remembers too. When we were in the denomination that we were both in, didn't know each other though. Yeah. <laughs> there were people, he was in, uh, you were in the Navy, and you'd go to the USO thing, and they would, they would witness to you there and give you peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter. Would you like to be saved? Yeah, and then no, they would... Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> well, wait on that part. Okay, we were we were taught. <laughs> we were taught to say that. Okay, so I was married before my husband died. After <sighs> being married like three, four, four years, had two little girls. Anyway, uh, and he was in. Okay, he was a physician, but he he was. Uh, you had to go into the service for two years. And so after he was done with all that, and you know, <laughs> he was an MD. He he, uh, you know, did his two years. So we went in as a captain, and um, and we were, um, you know, what was I going to say about all that? Why, why did I say that about the tongues? <laughs> Sometimes it's oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm going to complete it. I'm going to totally complete it. But, uh, oh, somebody witnessed to me. That was it. I can remember this lady, she called me up and she came over and she witnessed to me. Now when I look back on it, <laughs> that's what she was trying to get me saved. It was somebody in there because we were, had housing, you know, on the base. This is Grand Forks, North Dakota. <laughs> It was cold. It was 60 miles from Canada. <laughs> anyway, let's get to this. But see, God, I, I can see that, that he, he's slowness. Yeah. Yeah. In his avenging, 
he, he witnessed to both of us. We both talked about it. Other people came in between there and said stuff. And we ignored it. In college, all over the place. You know? Yeah. Finally. 40 years later. <laughs> and consider the long-suffering of our Lord as slowness. I'm trying to stick up for the Lord. That's why I told you that story. In avenging wrongs and judging the world is salvation. That which is conducive to the soul's safety. Even as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the spiritual insight given him. Paul wrote most of the books of the New Testament. Okay, go ahead. Speaking of this as he does in all of his letters, there are some things in those epistles of Paul that are difficult to understand which the ignorant and unstable twist and misconstrue to their own utter destruction, just as they distort and misinterpret the rest of the scriptures. See, and I'm okay. It even says in, in, in um, no, 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 Luke, Luke 11. It talks about wineskins and it talks about yeah, don't, don't, the, the one sin that would never be forgiven would be blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. So you have to be careful of that whole thing. I mean, God, God still won't say that's blasphemy unless you, you knew the truth. But it also says that we have, that they used to eat, compare something with wineskins. When we get born again, the Holy Spirit comes inside of us. And, and he re gives us a new wineskin. He prepares it to receive the filling of the Holy Ghost. He's preparing it to receive the filling of the Holy Ghost. And that's right. I know it's right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to go there because I'm going. But, but see, you can misconstrue scriptures when you do that. Okay, so recently, uh, I'll be honest with you, somebody else uh, uh, came in and they, they wanted to know about this and, uh, and, um, and they, they, so they really wanted it and they got filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. They were born again and uh, they were already born again. It was from a, in Spanish anyway and... Um, and they went back home, and this woman told her mother, and she said, that's witchcraft. And, but you see, you see, just like that lady, the, it, it was the wrong spirit. And they, they use it in witchcraft. But who do you think is higher than witchcraft? God is. I tell you what. So now I'm going to just say a few more benefits and just uh, put up 1 Corinthians 14, 2 again. Yeah. And well, this won't be very long. Unless I get to talking too much. No, it's early. Okay. For he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto man, but unto God. Yeah. 
For no man understands him, howbeit in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. Now, they're gifts of the spirits, and it can be interpreted sometimes, okay? So the benefits of speaking in other tongues are among the greatest, one of the greatest benefits that a Christian could ever get. The New Testament believers. The, the ability to talk and communicate with God on this level is, price, is priceless. I think I should tell you how I got filled with the Holy Ghost. Because I never, ever heard of it. Never heard of it in my life. Okay, so I was, got born again. And a few weeks later, I'm worshiping like we were with John, worshiping and, and Lacey and the, the, in the, you know, in the bathtub. It was three weeks before Christmas. I remember that. I was trying to get away from my four kids and husband. No. <laughs> and, and so, I mean, it was, uh, you know, Christmas. It's like, that's when they were little. So there's like toys and uh, you do this. You're doing all this baking cookies and I don't do any of that anymore. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I thought, ah, bubble bath. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and relax and, but I had already, you know, been with Women's Glow, and, and so I was, I was saying, hallelujah, hallelujah, I love you. And I really meant it. I meant it. <laughs> You're my Lord, and I kept changing the word, words on it. All of a sudden, I was going, Z-Z-Z. and I can remember even how it sounded. I went, what? <laughs> I mean, I stopped. <laughs> I went, my hands were buzzing, and they're buzzing right now. And I, I tell you what, I, I went, what? What was that? <laughs> and I went, I don't know, but I liked it. I thought, is that African? <laughs> and I actually said it out loud. Well, no, that's what I did. That's what happened to me, though. And my hands were buzzing. I never even put them down because they were starting to shake. And I, I just, I did it some more. <laughs> and then I went somewhere two weeks later, and they said, you know, after you get born again, there's more that you can have. And God wants to fill you. It, it, it's like, it comes upon you. It's why it's called baptism of the Holy Spirit. Immersion. Holy Spirit comes in. He fixes, he, he, Gets your wineskin ready, and really immediately after that, you can be filled. You don't have to be so super and know anything. God, you, in fact, you start to know. See, so, but that's priceless. So, no, God did it to me. I mean, how much better can you get? It wasn't people. See, no, I didn't even know about it. See, you bypass your intellect, your logic, your reasoning, and, and knowledge because they are limited. See, some things of the Word of God are hard to understand, right? And, and the realm of the Spirit solves those mysteries. In the Word of God, when you read the Word of God, you start to understand it better. 
And it also solves, okay, this is another one it does. When you start praying in tongues, God solves the mystery of the plan of God for your life. And that's for everyone. Questions about your life or what should I do? It's not, you're not, not taking a test and saying you're good at this and you're good at that. I can tell you some of the biggest preachers in the world were good at, at uh, a whole bunch of things like expert Jesse Duplantis. Knew how to play every instrument, knew how to play by ear, the piano, blah, 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 blah. He was so good at marketing. <laughs> and and uh, I mean, he was just like... At eight years old, he was head of, a, of the produce department in a grocery store because the other guy was leaving junk on there and old rotten stuff. And Okay, so you can't, and his, but the plan of God for him was to be an evangelist. You see, you start to know, when you start doing that, it's, it starts... It's, a, it's about your life, and it's, it's decisions you need to make. Who to marry, for sure. You know what? Should I have surgery? What car to buy? All that stuff. It'll help you. Okay, now I can attest to this because I've started to pray in tongues more because that, ooh, I would buzz. <laughs> And so, you know what? Then all of a sudden, you know, okay, it was over 12 years before I was, after I was a Christian, that I became a pastor. 12 years. I didn't. And I will tell you this, uh, Terry Pearsons, who is Kenneth Copeland's daughter, she prophesied, she came to Omaha and she, come on, people, don't sleep. Let's, let's puff for the rest of them. Okay. You know what? Get some sleep before you come. I, I just, I'm sorry, but I don't mean to be mean like that, but it's because of God. I know how important stuff is. And we're getting close to the end. I don't know, where was I? What? Okay, she prophesied that I would be a pastor, but I wasn't a pastor for 12 years after that. I didn't try to push it or anything like that. Not a lot of, and then other people did too. So did Mark Barkley. So did... Uh, anyway, oh, now, that was not something. <laughs> so, but the plan of God for your life is one of the best plans there is. In that plan is all the finances you need. All that plan is... And if you get into it... I didn't get into it until I was 54. 54. See, I was a Christian at 40. So you figure that out. It's about 14 years later. But if two years into that was when Terry Pearson said that. And I was shocked. <laughs> anyway, so the realm, you know what? The plan of God is the best place you can be. And it's never too late. You know what? That Kenneth Hagin started Rama when he was 59. He's almost 60. Okay, the realm of the spirit is a realm of direction. It's a realm of answers. It's it brings the light of God Himself and things that were unclear and unknown can be handled. 
in prayer with precision by praying with tongues. Okay, 1 Corinthians 2 in the Amplified. I better hurry up. Okay, I won't tell any more stories in between. <laughs> For he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men. I just want to get this in your head. Okay, as for my, wait a minute, what? 14.2? That's 2.1. 1. 14.2. Yeah. For he who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men but to God. For no one understands or catches his meaning because in the Holy Spirit he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. Secret things, wow. There's another translation says, listen to this. In the spirit, he speaks sacred secrets. Sacred secrets. You'll understand them eventually. Okay, there's another version. Says he speaks sacred truths. See, what are these mysteries? What are these truths? What, what is all that? Your future. You start to understand who you are in Christ, who you are in him, that you're a big, I was reading, uh, Pam gave me uh, the blood from Mark Hankins, the, about the blood, and I was reading about these, what, these billion dollar horses? I mean, he, he was talking about, and he says, you are better, you are champions. When you get just born again, Danny, you're a champion. You can be a champion. You can be higher than you are. I know people who didn't even go to school and they're millionaires. Because they got in the plan of God. And the plan of God isn't all, you got to be behind a pulpit, you got to be spiritual and all that. The plan of God could be a business. It could be helping mankind. It could be a scientist. It could be all kinds of things, you know? Okay, so it'll, it'll help you with situations concerning people, what to do, what not to do, where to go, when to go. Because you might be headed for a car accident that a bunch of women were planning. You see what I mean? What to say? See, you even experienced it when you were driving truck. He started a business for a while. And when winter came, though, you kind of, yeah. Anyway, but you were, yeah, many times. Yep, prayer. Okay, it, oh, I, just, I just get chills. Who to marry, not to marry? The right places, the right timing. How to pray for your children. See, the word of of. Well, anyway, unknown things are mysteries to us, but they're not to God. And he knows and understands everything, but he requires the members of the body of Christ to participate in things to bring it to pass. You can't, you know, he knows the plan of God for you, but he's not just going to say, you got to follow him. Now, I didn't even know all this stuff. I can remember saying one day, how did I get back behind the pulpit? How did I get here? But see, and now I know why, because I was praying in tongues. And so he filled me with the Holy Ghost right off the bat. And I didn't even know what it was. See, oh my. It's, see, anyone who takes time to praise, to, to speak in tongues, 
and, and do those sacred secrets and those truths of as great is of great use to God. And what happens is, you say, well, I'm praying out the plan of God. Do you know what happens? All of a sudden, God puts people in your in your life. He puts places in your thing. He kind of guides you. And you think, oh, I think I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to do that. And I say, okay, I can tell you what. I was an instructor at the YMCA for 14 years. And I was not a, not a Christian at all. I was, anyway, I won't tell stories about that. Anyway, but, but, but you know what? Even being there and instructing people was a, a, a yeah, it was a preparation ground. It was a ground of preparation. Well, then, yeah, I got to become, be a Christian. Then we started a homeschool school. That sucker was, excuse me, it was preparation, all right. But we had 40 kids in there from kindergarten to 12th grade. There's one of the graduates. And she went on to get her Bachelor of Science degree in nursing. Stand up. Stand up for Jesus. So, I mean, there was one of them became a physician. So you can't say they literally graduated from them, you know. It's, it was legal in the state, so I'm not going to say they didn't learn nothing. <laughs> but, okay, 1 Corinthians 14, 14 and 15. Now, I want this out of the New Living Translation. Is there any way you could get it? Just in case I brought it. <laughs> brought one. Okay, good. Okay. says it much better. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit, my spirit man that's born again is praying. But I don't understand what I'm saying. Go ahead. Well, then what shall I do? I will do both. I'll pray in the spirit and I'll pray in words. I understand. I'll sing in the spirit and I'll sing in words. I understand. A lot of times you'll do that. Oh, silly alabadea, Lord, I worship you. And you interpret it. See, when you speak in tongues of the Spirit, your tongue becomes an instrument of your spirit instead of the instrument of your head, your mind, your intellect, your logic, your reasoning. Your answers come from here, not here. See, your tongue is hooked to your heart. And you speak from your spirit the utterances of the Holy Spirit, and they start to come to pass. Do you see what I'm talking about? So I was led here, I was led there. You were led here, little there. All of a sudden, you're here. And you go, now I'm telling you, with 30 people, 30 to 35 people, buying a $650,000 church, which they really wanted a million for, but they said if we kept that stuff and those things until the whatever, that, that they would reduce it to 650. And I thought, I must have been crazy. And I, 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 I just, I, I go, what did I, I mean, utility bills? You get, but, but God has provided the whole time. I remember being so gutsy and I think, I look back on it and I thought, Oh my, I was just, even now I look back on it and I go, whoa, 
Somebody thought it was crazy. <laughs> and they kept, the real estate people kept saying, never going to fly, never going to fly. Because the agent that was with me, they were, they were laughing at you. They were making fun of you. <laughs> they were. <laughs> and they were always trying to lead me to a little, this little building or this little building or that little building. You know what? And I just wouldn't do it. And here we are since 2007. So do you see what I mean? But I was praying in the spirit about it. Okay, so <laughs> you're, okay, when Paul said, I will sing in the spirit and I will sing with the understanding and pray in the spirit, he was helping us see that as an actor of our will, we, we could choose to speak in tongues at any time <laughs> just as we could speak in our native language. And you can't. It isn't something, some of the Pentecostals thought that you had to go, oh, you know what I mean, right? And yeah, and you don't. I've been at the grocery store and I said, God, what, what, what was that I was supposed to buy? Why didn't I write it down? Why don't I, oh, I put it in my phone, but not all the time. I forgot that one item. <laughs> and you know what? I'll start saying, Who's I won't, you know, nobody's knowing I'm doing it. The one thing I liked about COVID was when you had a mask on, you could pray in tongues. <laughs> we, were, we were on a plane quite a few times. I thought, nuts, I'm just going to pray in tongues. <laughs> really, that was one benefit because people don't think, you don't go around though spouting it off because people think you're crazy. Don't do That's flaky. But, okay. See, however, you don't want to wait for leadings. See, Pray in other tongues. Praying like that should be a habit. First oh, Corinthians 14, 18. Yeah. Well, I'll just say what it says. Yeah. I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. That was Paul said that. So daily time speaking in tongues can affect whew, things in the spirit, things in the natural. You, be, you know, that's a good way to go on a diet. In all seriousness. See, you begin, you, you begin to recognize results. Little tiny things. Like, I bought something for Wyatt for his birthday, and it was, you know, his sonic blanket. And I didn't know that a pillow case was going to come, or a pillow thing was going to come, but it was, there was nothing in it. I went, oh, great, now i got to go to Walmart and get stuffing. And I don't, I don't, I've never stuffed a pillow. But, but there was a zipper there, so I thought, pretty easy. And I thought, I'm in a hurry because it's on a Saturday, and I want to study on Saturday. But I did it, and I went, okay, God, where is it? Because Walmart's changed. And I thought, where was the logical place? You know, he started telling me, sewing department. So I went where it kind of used to be, and there it was, there was, okay, so then I went like this down the aisle, and I thought, I think I see something down there. I walked straight down the aisle, within a few seconds I had it, and I'm not kidding, you know, it was, and I, I knew it was because I asked him. He'll help you in the tiniest little things. See, if, do it, if you're, you know, uh, he, he'll help you. Oh, yeah. That's true. 
One of the Holy Spirit's names is helper. And he's called the paraclete. And that does mean helper. But he's also an advocate, a lawyer, with up in heaven. For you know this person <laughs> belongs to God. He's an advocate. He's a counselor. He'll counsel you. What should you do in your marriage is going awry. And I'm not kidding you. I ask him. And you, he tells you what to do. <laughs> He's a counselor. He's a comforter. Oh, man. Hip surgery. Good comfort me, Lord. It hurts. <laughs> because when you lay in bed, you know, at first I thought, ah, I'd rather. St-. No, I mean, I'm really good at the hospital. Yeah, I usually am. Yeah, because of probably drugs. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. I'd be honest with you all the way. Okay. <laughs> okay. So he, he'll help you. See, be, be satisfied. If you yielded to him, great things were or will be accomplished. Romans 8, 26, amplified. See, our greatest weakness in prayer is not knowing how to pray. How was I supposed to pray for that kid when, <laughs> the, okay, it was a stick shift and it was stuck in there. He almost died. <laughs> but, <laughs> or it's our lack of knowledge what, what to pray. So too the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weaknesses. For we do not know what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. Sometimes for your children. Oh my gosh, you can stop something. Kenneth Hagin prayed for his, whoo, he was in Vietnam. His son was in Vietnam. He felt a urge to pray. He was on a motorcycle, and they were canning around, he and the guys, because they were off. And they went around this mountain cliff, and they all saw him. He went right off the mountain. He went right off the mountain. He came back on it. Came back on it. The boys saw it. He would have he gone, motorcycles. They're going really fast. He showed it to him then. They went on a trip and they showed it to him. Okay, so, uh, but the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance in intelligible language. I'm going to finish that. Utterance in English or Spanish or whatever. Whatever it would be. Okay, our greatest weakness in prayer is our lack of knowledge of how to pray right. So, you know what? Thank God. You can pray in tongues and that he intercedes for you. And it means to stand between something and make up the difference. Okay, so, see, Abraham prayed for Lot. Lot was in Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay, for that library thing, we need to... Actually, I've been binding the spirit of sodomy Amen. in Fremont Amen. for the library. Amen. Amen. Bind that. 
I don't know what to call it. I just call it a perverted spirit because they want to get drag queens in here. And they also have all these, these, these uh, books that, that there was a big fight over, in case you guys, some of you don't know, big fight with women and, supposedly women, <laughs> and this one lady wanted to go in, and I talked to somebody that comes once in a while, um, well, Vilwalk, and he, he was kind of heading some stuff off to go against it, and he actually said the woman that was trying to get the drag queens is, is a Marxist and a lesbian. And um, so, I mean, that's something we need to pray about for our precious little, because there were books in there, how to be a homosexual for little, we're talking kindergarten. That's terrible. With illustrations. I'm not whistling Dixie. This is true in Fremont. And I said, God, forgive me for one time I kept saying, we're the elders of the gates of the city. And I quit doing that. I, I, I don't know why. I forgot. So many things are going on. Um, they had a good excuse, Jack. <laughs> anyway, it's not a good excuse. Um, we need to pray. And then see, you pray in tongues and you pray the perfect prayer for that situation. And I mean, I, <clears throat> okay. Yeah, dispatch the angels, all that stuff. Okay, so... Um, Okay, this will be out of the New Living um, Translation, uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 4. See, the Holy Spirit stands between our limited yes. understanding of how to pray. Yes. Right? Yeah. And we can, and he, say, he knows what? He searches the heart of God and says, this is what we need to pray for. Yeah. And he makes up the difference. And you're praying correctly. Against it. 1 Corinthians 4, uh, New Living Translation. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally in the Lord. But one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. And sometimes, see, tongues, there's tongues, and then it's interpreted. See, tongues will affect the world around us. It'll, it'll affect the government. And it sets things in order. It's like a self-help program. <laughs> you know, there's, there's nothing better than a daily discipline of doing it. Jude saw this. Go to Jude 20 and 21, Amplified. And the results of his own life. And I love this in the Amplified here. Okay, but you, beloved, building yourself, founded up on your most holy faith, make progress, rise like an edifice, higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit, which means tongues. Next verse, it helps this too. Guard and keep yourself in the love of God. It'll keep you in more of a love walk. Expect and patiently wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, which will bring you unto life eternal. Amen. <laughs> See, there's different stages of Christians. We start out as a, like a little baby that was just born. Yep. You don't know, really know nothing. And you, you, know, and you have to be patient with those people too. 
and, and just be love them and have mercy on them and think how stupid you were. <laughs> Not that anybody's stupid. No one is. But I mean, it's just like, you know, and then, then you grow and you, you know. But see, mercy and love will accompany you when you become a real Christian. See, there's different stages. There's the, even the, the toddler stage. There, then there's the puberty stage of Christians, seriously. And then, you know, teenage stage <laughs> and adult stage. Some people never get to some of them. Some people never even get to the teenage stage. But you just, you know, no matter how old you are, Okay, so don't, don't get stuck with a holding pattern, not be able to advance or hear God. I'm talking about this. The only way you progress is if you spend time praying in tongues. I'll be done pretty quick. Now this is, it's a spirit of discipline to do it. You know what's good if you put dappy keys on or put on some instrumental music? That always helps, and you know, or start out with praising. Okay, so Ephesians six eighteen. See, praying at all times is rejected. And this is what this says by a lot of believers. How do you pray at all times? You know what? It's not exactly just. Praying. Well, let me, let's get the scripture first. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. We're supposed to pray for all the saints. I don't know, I don't feel like criticizing him. No. <laughs> oh, let's gossip about him. <laughs> no, we're supposed to pray for them. They're our brothers and sisters. They might be our big toe. They might be our knee. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Pray for them. <laughs> okay. Uh, praying at all times can be, well, sure, maybe you want to pray. You know, that's fine. Pray in English. <laughs> Speak some scriptures. Uh, pray in tongues. You know what? But mostly, like, like you're in your car, or something, and you're just talking, talking to the Lord. You can get to be such friends with him that you, you just talk to him about anything. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and that, that itself is he's on your mind all the time. And, and it keeps you, keeps you going straight. Yeah, oh yeah. And I'd stop, I'd stop, I'll stop light, that's... You have to go through five times because there's so much traffic. <laughs> yeah, just pray in tongues instead of complaining. <laughs> so, there have been some people who have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit but never take advantage of their God talk. You know what it is? It's God talk. And they, they think, well, my schedule's too busy, and it stops them from praying. And, you know, I, I can remember, like, okay, I also was a nurse. I went back to nursing and had a refresher course at the hospital. And, and, but um, then they were, I was just a brand-new Christian, and they started to put me 
on weekends. And I gave, and they were going to put me as a supervisor on the floor. So, and with a bigger salary. <laughs> and I went, I don't care. I'm too excited about God. And if I can't go to a church where I can learn, I just started going to church and I quit. <laughs> okay, bye, I quit. <laughs> yeah, but they're just, you know what? Busy, I don't know, but... Okay, so when I taught school, I take advantage, you know, go to the restroom. You can, you can, you can pray in the restroom, you know. You can, um, in, in between or, I don't know, in your car, downtime at work, in the bathroom, cleaning the house, stuck in traffic, waiting for whatever, for a doctor's appointment. You can pray in bed. <laughs> Okay, this is it. Last scripture, Acts 2 4. <laughs> King James. Now, now, okay, the Holy Spirit was up in heaven and he came down on the day of Pentecost and he is still here. He, he broke through the atmosphere, which is significant also. That's significant. Okay, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, some people think, though, that, that you know, they come up here for it, and they think that the Holy Spirit's going to force them. The Holy Spirit cannot force anyone. God will not force anybody. The devil forces you to do stuff. But, but you have to start moving your tongue. You have to start doing something. John just said something about if you never say, if you just sit there and don't say, don't say praise the Lord, hallelujah, because it starts you going. Let me tell you, my, our son died in, in July 24th. And I, you know what? I had to be, lay in bed and I had to go, you're gonna, you're gonna praise the Lord. Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna even laugh. You're, I forced myself Amen. to do it, and pretty soon, Amen. it yeah. took. Amen. <laughs> it was like revving an engine, yeah. <laughs> or your ignition. Do you know what I mean? Pretty soon, it the car started. You know, you got to start your car, but you got to do something. And it's the same thing with tongues. You got to go, whatever. You got to move your tongue. Well, and the devil loves, it says that in, in Luke 11 too. It says something about the devil loves to come along. <laughs> and would he, would, would the Holy Spirit do you wrong? No. And you could say, ah, that was just baby talk. I'm making that up. See, that's what people think. They've all gone through it. Yeah. I know. See, you're admitting a lot of people. Yep. yep. But that's not true. It's real. It's real. So make God talk your lifestyle. And your life will progress higher and higher because you're praying effectively when you're praying in tongues that it has benefits after benefits after benefits after benefits. Now, I can't say all that and not give somebody an opportunity. I mean, it, you know, that's up to you. You can ask the Lord for it, even at home. 
But it's better. I mean, he did me at home, and I didn't even know what it was. But um, I need a drink. <laughs> Yeah, but I want to. First Corinthians fourteen, verse twenty-one. Put that on. Fourteen twenty-one. And then Isaiah said this was going to. Oh yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, that's right. This was prophesied in Isaiah. Thank you, Ken. But in the law, it is written, "With men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people." And yet for all that, they will not hear me, saith the Lord. Now go to Isaiah 28, 11. Isaiah 28, 11. Isaiah, and it's what's happening right now. That's yeah. what the devil has worked on. It's saying, and the ignorant fell for it. Just like it says in 2 Second. Second yeah, Peter. it actually says the ignorant. I can't help it. That's the word of God. Yes, so don't get offended by that. But with stammering lips and another tongue, will he speak to this people? Go ahead to 12. To whom he said, this is the rest. You, you have peace wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. Is there any more in 13, Ken? But the word of the Lord was unto them, precept on precept, 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 line on line, da 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 And they were taken back, and they fall backwards and be broken and stared and taken. I was reading somebody. Oh, it was Kenyon. And you know, a lot of times, what knowing who we are in Christ, you're champions. When you get born again, just born again, you're a champion. You're, you're oh my gosh, as God is, so are you. Greater is he that's in you. You're, you're big stuff. And people don't, you know, they, ju they just don't realize it. And we have got to get going. What happened was, because, you know, I hate to say this, but many churches will go just by a creed. And that's exactly where I came from, in a way. At that time, it's better now. But it's a creed. And so these things are made up, these things that you're supposed to follow by that's not where it lies. It lies in this. Here's where it lies. I mean, it's like honey to my lips. It's the best dessert in the world. And it gets to that point, like John said, if you start it, okay, what did you tell me? You told me once I started reading it and I got through the whole Bible and she said I wanted to read it again. And she said, the more I read the Bible, the hungrier I got. But see, you got to force yourself to do it first. I understand. I understand <laughs> uh, where it is. But, and, and Kenyans, you know what? He hit, the, he hit the nail on the head because it was just out of you got to do this and you got to get do 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 and do 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 and do 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 and go to church or. Uh, you know, those are creeds. This is what God told us to do. This is where it's at. I even, yep. Here. Maybe it's in here, maybe not. 
Creeds, creeds. Oh, no, it was in the, uh, I have another book, and it was, um, no, uh, I looked up Creed, actually I Googled it, <laughs> so if you want to Google it, you can, and, and, and it's just a set of, you know, yeah, and you go for a Creed, yeah, look it up yourself. <laughs> No, you have to know what that is. The difference between that and the beautiful, the word is alive. There's a scripture that says that. In Hebrews 4.12, it says that the word of God is alive and it's powerful and it's sharper than a two-edged sword, a double-bladed knife, and it divides asunder between your intellect and, and your spirit. In other words, it doesn't say it like that, but I'm saying it. It divides between your soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions, and, and your spirit. It divides it. Say, wait a minute. I just got really emotional, and I'm coming for the emotions. It's, emotions will lead you off if they get too heavy. They'll lead you way off. They'll crack you up. <laughs> but your counselor is inside of you. Did you know the, when you get born again, you're just that, I mean, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost live in you. And they don't leave you. Until you say, I to if you would totally reject, you'd really have to, it'd have to be bad to do that. Okay, but I, I'm just going to ask if there's anyone here who would like to be filled or, you know, even born again. If you've never taken Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you know, you, the first thing, the thing about it was, at the beginning, even when I was in the charis, the end of the charismatic movement was at the, in the 80s, the, the beginning of it. And there were people trying to get people filled with the Holy Ghost when they weren't born again. And when you do that, a demon spirit will try to come in. So you got to be, don't, don't, it doesn't come in that easy. If you said, Jesus, come into my heart, but that's what you've got to do and mean it. And you say it with your mouth and believe it in your heart that God died on the cross. They buried him, that he rose from the dead. And many people believe that. And I believed that even before, when I was way before. But the thing, what I saw was, when I got really born again, I came to know God. And not about Him. I had catechism classes. I was in a denominational school, denominational, not high school I wasn't, but college I was, too. And you, you get to know Him as your friend, yes. as well as I know some of a lot of you, yes. you do. You you could just tell them anything or do anything, because you trust them. That's how you. That's being really born again. But you say it with your mouth and you believe it in your heart. You know, just just not. <laughs> okay, and immediately after that, because God, He He will fill you. He comes in to you, 
but he will come upon you. And so, if there's anyone who wants to come, we're going to have an open line. You know, if you want to come to either get born again, if you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, doesn't make any difference if you were baptized, doesn't make any difference if you went to church, <laughs> so was I. I had to get rebaptized. <laughs> and you don't have to be baptized if there's a hundred, you know, 90-year-old person dying and they just got born again. I mean, you're not going to baptize them. They'll go straight to heaven. I mean, it's, it's not like it's, it's a good thing to do because it shows Satan, it shows people, it shows the world <laughs> that you have given your life to Jesus Christ. Amen. And so I'm, I'm going to open, the, open it up. And if you, uh, yeah, or if anyone is, you know, maybe just you've been sliding, kind of backsliding, not really giving your all to the Lord. And, you know, if you want to rededicate your life, you know, or just come up and receive the filling of the Holy Ghost also. A lot of people in here I know are filled. I'm opening it up, so it would be good to have some music. <laughs> and don't, it isn't something that, it, it's just so, so good for your kids. You know, I thought about, you know, sometimes when our kids are born, there's something wrong with them. And you panic. You know, they say, well, they're not breathing right. They're not doing this right or something and you know you can pray in tongues and even even doing that makes you be more at peace with God and not panic I'm, I'm talking you know or somebody you're a car accident all those things it's a wonderful wonderful gift that's all I can say and I'm so glad God gave it to me. He's the one who did it to me. Hallelujah. We're just going to keep giving you a chance. It's not an embarrassing thing. It's not anything that should be. Praise God. Yeah, go ahead, ushers. I'll let you. I'm going to keep Don't sing too loud, though, because of them hearing me. Yeah, huh? yeah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's good to see you, sister.
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So you know what? I'll lay hands, I mean, I'll lay hands on you. And, and I'll lay hands on you. And that's the way they did it in the Bible. And you don't have to lay hands on them, but, but I will. And, and, and then Jesus Christ himself is the baptizer. He's the, you remember, yeah, no, oh, no, we're just a vessel. Yeah, he's the baptizer. Yeah, and since God the Father is in you, they're all in you. Anyways, and he's got that wine skin all do. You will, and then just start, you know what? He'll start to, to do something even to your tongue or to your vocal cords and just start, let it out. Just let it out. Yeah. Okay. So, Father, we thank you. Just say, tell him, tell him, Jesus, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. The evidence is speaking in tongues. I'm ready for it. Right now. Okay. Okay. Don't speak in English now anymore. So, Father, I thank you for that. She's got it. She's got it. Hallelujah. Oh, I said, praise God. Okay, so you, you are born again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It'll be so good if you would hurt me. Read it. the baptizer and I'm just a vessel that told people about it stand it here you know and so he's the one he but I, I just I'm gonna have you just say a prayer and just say say Jesus I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues you might feel something like just to move, but you've got to move your lips. So I'm just going to lay hands on you, gentle. You got it? I hear it? Yep. Okay. No, don't speak in English anymore. Don't speak it. Louder. Louder. I want to see you. Don't imitate me, but just do. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep going. Just keep it up. I'm going to just leave you now. Just stand here and keep going. Okay? Keep going. Yes. Oh, hello, ma'am. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. I know you do. Yeah. Heavenly Father, I just praise you, Lord God. I thank you, Father. He's, remember, he's your comforter. 
and, and maybe you have to turn it over to it. All those, all those things going on, and I think you're trying so hard. You're such a good woman, but such a good heart. You really are. And your heart is so pure towards God. I know it is. Nobody can fool me. <laughs> huh? No, 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 no. And, and don't see, is it your family? Yeah, okay. Start not paying any attention to them about this. Yeah, don't say any more to them. Start praying in tongues more. You pray in tongues, don't you? Yeah, I knew you did. Yeah, start just praying in tongues. Like, get up in the morning or something and for Ken's even nuts. And start praying. Even if it's 50, 20 minutes and it's for your family. Start. Yeah. Every day. Do it every day. And stuff, you know what? It's just sometimes, I've even heard, sometimes because we want it so bad, we actually tie God's hands for them. But he already saved them. It's, but they have their own free will. But it can be broken. And bind darkness. Bind spirits from from um, uh, talking them out of it or not, you know, do that. Ken, would you give me a Kleenex? Kleenex. Two of them. <laughs> I need one. You're, you're steaming up. You're steaming up. <laughs> I hate that one. I do. You know what? You know what? You got hot eyes. <laughs> I want to look so
to, to say something, to, to witness to, to invite him or something, to something. So we praise you and we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. But now we prayed that once, but you know what? In a case like this, you got to almost pray it every day. You got to bind those spirits. Um, uh, Randy Greer and other ones said that in every day bind them. Okay? Okay. Love you, sweetheart. Yes, 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 perfect. Yeah, and that. 
and that you'll say the right thing and I, I know that you're praying and you know what I just come into agreement with those prayers and with all that okay amen hallelujah two or more agree is touching anything on earth it is given to them of the heavenly father so father I thank you father that you anoint her lips this day you anoint those lips Lord God with the perfect words to speak Lord I thank you I thank you and praise you and I believe it's done in Jesus name up there for a second you see in these last days it said there'll be a refiner's fire and it's it's God's heart's one desire is for you to be holy and uh, these things are such opportunities you have no idea uh, I don't even know what to say anymore you can, you can be, you can, yeah, you can, you can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost even at home. And uh, just say, God, I, I just want it. And you, you just start to move your lips and pray. I mean, say something. The devil, I told you, will tell you it's, you're making it up or it's stupid or something like that. No, you can't. It's like a baby says, dad, dad first or mama or whatever, you know, and, and then you go and develop. You're, it develops as you do. And it is real and it's necessary. Or oh, there must be something wrong with me because I've been doing it <laughs> for 43 years because <laughs> I got it right away from him himself. What a privilege, what an honor that was. Hallelujah. There's nothing better than a husband and wife speaking in tongues together, accomplishing great and mighty things. You know, and just because you said the words, just because you said the words about like, Jesus come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior? Did you do it just because somebody forced you to? Did you do it because you wanted to get rid of them? I mean, because I've been around people and I knew that was why they did it. 
or or was it that's such a danger because you want to please someone or you 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 might even like someone and so you do it just so you can i had one couple a new one couple from this guy said oh yeah i i'm a born again christian i speak in tongues and all that stuff and she married him and she went oh my god it was hell on earth he was not born again or spirit filled and he acted like it i'll never forget that it was someone that was in women's occult that was the beginning of um way back in 80s but you know you that can happen you don't do it because you want to marry somebody either. You've got to be sincere. And when, when it's not, I mean, I could tell kids at school that, that said it, and I could tell, you can't tell me they're even born again. Their parents were, and they went to a good church, stuff of born again church right down the road. And uh, uh, you couldn't tell me that they were. Because there was nothing there. There was no love for God. It's got to be real. So you need to check yourself. Amen. Okay, well, I'll, I'll let you all sit down for a second. Okay, so they gave 